Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Daf Shavuos. We study Masechus Yivamos, Daf Pei Beis. This is a uh, complicated Daf. We're not trying to intimidate you. We're going to help you. We are very close to the end of uh, Perik Arel. It's been an amazing Perik. And what we've done in much of this Perik, and I thank Rabbi Israeli for the shiurim that he gave, is to try to show how some Shasugyas come up so last week I gave you a general intro to Trumos and Maestros. We've discussed other issues. You may remember back a while ago, we discussed uh, Maiseris Mitzrayim, the whole morality of the Jewish people. Some of the stuff comes up now in the Parshios that we're studying this week, Vayigash, and then uh, next week, Vayichi. We've already seen Yosef and uh, Isha's Potiphar. What I want to try to do today is first let me hook you in to what was being discussed in the Gemara on Daf uh, Pei Aleph, continuing on Daf Pei Beis, and then we're going to really move into a general overview of some of the sugyas with uh, Yerdea, Halach Lamaisa, dealing with Bittal. The way it comes in here is we have a general concept, this is all you have to know right now, that we have this Torah concept that a non- we'll call it a kosher item, could be eaten, ironically, if it is batal, if it's nullified by kosher. What exactly the measurement is, is part of our discussion, which we're going to come back to. But there are certain exceptions. Even if you could get a uh, shishim, a 60 to 1, or even more of a majority, of what we're going to call the allowable item to the non-allowable. So if it's going to be, and we're going to go through a number of the categories today just to keep in mind, but what we saw so far is that if it's a davar chashuf, it's an item that's considered to be very important. We know it's not considered very important. You know, let's say a vegetable, some beans. That's not a davar chashuf in general. You could have... um, Maybe meat, very fancy type of steak. Maybe that is a dove or chashuv. You could have, if you're talking about, because some of these halachas apply also when you're dealing with uh, dishes or dealing with uh, coins possibly. You, you have a mix-up of coins we discussed with Meister Shani. That would be dove or chashuv. So there's a basic uh, machlokas where Rabbi says, only if everyone considers it a dove or chashuv is this item not batel? But we're already seeing built into this that a davar chashuv is not batel, even though it has the measurement, the necessary measurement of kosher or allowable against it. In our Gemara, we're talking about chatas tahar or tameh. Reish Lakish is of the opinion that even if some people consider a davar chashuv in a tarovis, in a mixture, then it would not be batel. Okay, so that's one thing I just want to keep you in mind before we get to all the practical halachas. Then there's another big, big shas machlokas that comes in over here. And that's when you have a min bimina, and you have the teaching of Rav Yehuda, which we're dealing with over here. It's found in Menachas. It's found in other places in shas as well. Menachas Chaf Gimel, you could check out. Min bimina eno batel. He's of the opinion that if you have min bimina, a type with its own type, then 
it is not Batel. Even though most poskim, the Chachamim, will say, Min Bemino is Batel Berov. So let's just give a basic definition of Min Bemino. A Min Bemino is a Dabarasur, a prohibited item. Let's say you have a uh, Nevela or a non-kosher piece of meat, however it became non-kosher, shinis are bedava mutter, that's mixed up with kosher meat, but ushneyami menecha, they're both the same. And we're going to assume not just that they have the same name, big discussion, they don't necessarily have to have the same name, but they have the same taste. So if you have a non-kosher meat and a kosher piece of meat, now maybe somebody out there is an expert who could figure out it's a different taste, the kosher meat has more salt on it, but the bottom line is it's considered to be the same taste. And what's important over here is you can't taste the tyrovis. The tyrovis is once you have the mixture of all of these items together. All these items become part of a mixture to know which one is asur and which one is mutter. Again, not that you're going to taste, but let's say you could have some expert out there, assuming that would be allowed, I'm giving a lot of qualifiers because we're giving you an overview and there's a lot on every single line that I'm saying. Then, according to Rabbi Yehuda, a min bimino is never going to be um, allowed. The Chachamim say min bimino, at least on a derisa level, you're only going to need barov. You're only going to need a batel iser barov. So, which is pretty incredible. So if you had, for example, one piece of novella that gets mixed up together, and I say mixed up together, you, you can't identify that piece of meat anymore with two pieces of kosher, then it's going to be allowed midin Torah because that's rov. You have two to one. Chachamim say that you're going to need bittel, and that you can't see it. Yeah, it's interesting that on a Torah level, it may be allowed even if you could see it. And then there's going to be an extension that you're going to require shishim, according to most opinions against that. We're going to have a chance to see the uh, Rambam. I want to read you the Rambam in Hilchus Machalas Asur's Perik Tesvav Halachadalit. So we'll read part of it. He says, So if you have a nevela that becomes mixed up with two chatichos shel shchuta, which means nevela is a, the meat did not have proper shchita, get mixed up with two pieces that were, hakol Torah. According to the Torah, it would all be okay. You don't even have to say that you can't identify the non-kosher. It's just that the two to three defines now all three. Avomidivri sofrim, but according to the Chachamim, I call Asur. It's all Asur. Ad sheyeva davra Asur. Me'osem miyuto. Until you get rid of that davra Asur. V'lo ye davra chashuv. She'ino amedes kemoshe ispire. And as we pointed out in the beginning, it, neither piece could be considered to be a davra chashuv, at least the non-kosher piece. And then the Rambam says, how do you create such a situation where you no longer could see it, that 
Sometimes it's going to require shishim. That's going to be our classical cases. But sometimes it's either going to need mea, a hundred versus it, and it's going to be sometimes two hundred versus it. It's a little bit complicated the way I'm explaining it, but we're doing the best we can because the Rambam seems to take care of two steps in one shot, which means it's not recognizable by having it be shishim, even though Minatora, just the majority would be okay. The Ramah in um, Yerdea, Tzadi Ches Dalet, Simon Tzadi Ches Dalet says that if the forbidden item is recognizable, it must be removed, which is something that I want to point out. The Rambam would say you should do that as well, most likely. But he says that if the forbidden ingredient has potential to become recognizable, it needs to be removed as well. So depending, I guess, on how, how the thing is processed. Um, if, for example, you're dealing with fat that falls into a mixture, if you could pour water to cause the fat to rise, then you have to remove it. So, you know, these are very complicated halachas that we um, have to know, halachalamaisa. A lot of times people are dealing with questions in the kitchen when a knife gets mixed up. This also comes up um, if you put a non-kosher, a milachic inflation knife, and it gets mixed up into the wrong draw, especially if the knives look the same. But what we assume is that the distinguishing factor between what we call min bimino <clears throat> depends really on the tam. There is a view that it also depends on the type of food. And the Ramah holds that. But the shach in Sadi Ches Vav says the distinguishing factor is the taste and um, we generally, at least the way I've learned, we hold like that view. So you need to know, when a rav is paskining the mixture, you need to know, first of all, what is the mixture? What's in there? Is it a min bimino? Is it a min she'enomino? A min she'enomino, you're going right away to shishim. And there's not going to be any distinction over there. Um, but again, you, there's no reason to go search in and find out what is uh, non-kosher, unless you're able somehow to do this trick that the Ramah mentions. What I want to try to point out for the rest of the shir today is some of the exceptions to the rule. Again, we're not getting into every issue of Yardea. <clears throat> you also have to know you're dealing with a Dabra Yavesh, a dry item. De- you know That would be, let's say, meat, that hasn't totally become integrated with each other? Are you dealing with Davrlach like a soup, which seems to be more of common questions. People, you know, put an item into a soup and you no longer could identify that item. Then they look at the oil or they look at the, um, a case I just had this week, they looked at the tomato sauce and they realized there's no hashkacha. These halachas aren't always so complicated to paskin because even the tomato sauce, it's not like the whole tomato sauce has become a uh, one identifiable piece. It could be that it's already kosher because there's such a small amount of non-kosher in there or very often it just doesn't have a hashgacha. But I want to go through a list of some of the exceptions. You'll have the basic knowledge of it. And uh, here we are, Masechus Yivam, let's get in some Yardea halachas. Just to give some of the examples 
of items that cannot become batel. So a very famous one is Davashiyeshla Matiran. This uh, topic is discussed in the Shulchan Aruch Yardea, Kuf Beis. Literally, Davashiyeshla Matiran is a food that will, in certain time, in the future, become permitted. This is one of the reasons why chametz during Pesach cannot become batel, in addition to its other reasoning that it's uh, so severe because of the chi of karis. But if you look into the Rambam in uh, the Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam, they both discuss this as a possible reason as well. And even though, again, maybe it is a kanas, but if we're talking about a little bit of chametz on Pesach, we are going to allow the bittel, but not on Pesach. It'll be afterwards. So then on Pesach itself, the bittel won't be allowed. It also comes up with other items. If uh, something's a nolad b'shabes, or nolad b'yom tov, you also have chadash that can't become batel since it becomes permitted on the second day of Pesach. Um, the other issues that are relevant to us are foods that can't become batel because they're davar chashuv. That's how we started off with that whole Machlokish, Rabbi Yochanan, and Reish Lakish. And um, these are actually a rabbinic stringency because in Torah law it shouldn't make a difference about its its prominence. This you could find in the Ramah, Kuf Yud, Simon Kuf Yud, Aleph. Um, what is considered to be a Dover Chashuv? Again, we discussed in the beginning of the Shir. There's also something called the chaticha haruyalaschabe, a piece of meat of size and condition that you're going to serve to company, can't become batel. And this is explained, uh, like I talk about the famous steak, you know, or some kind of really juicy piece of meat that has chashivas if it's mixed in. This is in Yordea, kuf aleph. So there's a lot to keep in mind. You also have something called the davashibaminyan, which is an object, this comes up with the chattas issues, an object that's sold solely by unit is considered prominent, can't become batel. A whole egg of a non-kosher bird that becomes mixed into kosher eggs is not batel barov, since we sell eggs by the unit. These are halachas that are found, I'm giving you the highlights, in kufyud aleph, aleph in uh, Yerdea. Davar chashuv we explained as well, and you find more about Davar Chashuv in the same exact spot in your day, Kuf Yud Aleph, Aleph. If the item is noticeable, you're going to run into issues as well. There's something called the Davar Hamamid, Davar Hamamid, which is discussed as well. You look into the Rambam for important discussion of the Davar Hamamid, Machalos Asuras, Tezayin, Chavav. I'll give you an example. Uh, cheese that was curdled with non-kosher rennet may not be eaten, although the amount of rennet used is minimal and its taste is unnoticeable. Because at the end of the day, the effect of the rennet is to make the what's not allowed noticeable. And this is big discussions when it comes to a cheese with gelatin and etc. How this fits into the halachas. So this is just the overview. I wanted to also mention that you see on the second uh, daf, this is not a Yardai issue, but you see Seder el is a very important uh, work. It's attributed to Yossi ben Chalafta, I think around the second century. 
And it's a lot of uh, where we get our Jewish history from. It's an important work. You'll see Rashi constantly quoting it in Sefer Bereshis when it comes to figuring out, you know, how old uh, the Avos were, how old Yosef was. And it's an important work. You have today very good editions of the Seder Olam Rabbah with uh, Perushim on it. So if you see sometimes differences between, you know, how the secular sources present history and the way history is presented in the Seder Olam Rabbah, you have to take notice of it. Um, but it's an important work, and it was worth mention. Okay, stay strong and have a great week of learning.